Hallelujah. What a wonderful presence of the Lord is with us this morning. And it's so good to see your presence in the house of the Lord this morning. Some of you, it's been a minute, but we're glad you made it back. We missed you. We love you. We appreciate you. We've been praying for you. And today we celebrate. We celebrate a new day, a new year. I think we can all collectively say together we're glad to see 2020 in the rearview mirror. Amen? A collective, yeah, we got through it. It was the ultimate game of survivor, right? Hallelujah. We didn't get kicked off the island. Hallelujah. But you know what? For all of the uh, difficulties, I can stand here this morning and tell you God was faithful. And his, and his mercies were renewed every morning. No matter how dark it seemed to be getting, his presence, his power, his love sustained us. You know, I know we Pentecostals were all about the victory. We're all about the shout. We're all about the dance. And that's good. I, I like that about us. But, you know, sometimes it's just about holding on for dear life and not letting go and just holding your ground. And that can be the greatest victory of all. When the world throws everything it's got at you and you're still standing, glory and honor and praise be unto God. Hallelujah. 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 This is... This is a, a very special day, I think. We look, have a chance to look forward. We have a chance to uh, start with a clean slate, right? I always like to do that. I, 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 at the end of the year, I kind of pull out all of the stuff in the drawers. I pull out all the stuff in the boxes. I'm not the most organized. I need a personal accountant and uh, secretaries. Anybody want to volunteer for that job? No? All right. That, I, my my record-keeping system is whatever drawer or box happens to be near me <laughs> at the moment. That's where the stuff goes. And then, of course, that leads to the inevitable end-of-the-year panic where I have to pull out. I, I tell you, uh, the other day, I was actually here at the church, had a had a table out, and, I mean, I had piles of stuff everywhere. And uh, the sad thing to tell you is I'm not even done uh, with all of that. But, you know, that, that, that sort of, that, that's on me. That's not anybody's fault but my own. I'm just not very well organized. But in going through all of it, taking out what you have to keep, and then you having that garbage can next to you where you can just throw the rest of it away, that's such a good feeling to just toss it away. Cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. As far as the east is from the west. Amen. Hallelujah. That's where it went. And, uh, and start over. Start clean. Start fresh. That's the promise of a new year. And however you feel about the holiday, I don't know. Some people 
I, some guy the other day trying to convince me it's all pagan witchcraft. And I, I like, man, just take a breath. Just relax. You know, we got to start the year somewhere. Yeah. It might as well be January as anywhere else. You know, it, there's no there's no specific uh, godly. You know, God has ordained the times and the seasons, and and we celebrate that. However, whatever it means to you, we celebrate the change of time, the passage of time, and the change of seasons. And today is a day of hope. Yeah. It's a day to look forward. It's a day to look in faith to what God has for us in 2021. And, and, and my prayer for each of you, I know, as, I know there's a Pentecostal tradition of casting the vision and pronouncing unprecedented prosperity and blessing upon all of God's people the first Sundays of New Year's. I don't know how that worked out for you last time. Perhaps we ought to think of other days. I, I, I honestly, I don't have... I don't have a problem with any of that. I love our traditions. I love, I love some of the insanity that comes with being a Pentecostal. I wouldn't want it any other way. Hallelujah. But I'll be the first one to tell you, I've got no clue what's going to happen in 2021. But I know who does. And I have put everything in his hands. Somebody praise God for that this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to welcome those who couldn't be with us in person this morning. The Blanc family, I'm sure, is listening to us today. We're praying for you. You know, there's sickness there in that home, and we're just asking God to heal and be merciful in their situation. We know others are listening in. I had a chance to visit yesterday with Sister Jasmine and Sister Carol ever so briefly at their mother's funeral and expressed to them our love, and we miss them, and we want to see them soon. As soon as they can come back, we know they had to care for uh, care for their mother, and we understand that. Uh, these difficult times, you don't want to take chances uh, with those who are, are, are sick or elderly or in those situations. But we, um, we had a chance to just express our love to them and a number of others uh, who we've missed over this past 10 or so months. You're always in our prayers. You're always in our thoughts. We love you and we miss you, and we're glad you have a chance to call in and listen to us but it's even better when we can see you and be face-to-face. So we look forward to that day, and we pray that will be soon. We pray that will be very soon. If you want to give this morning, the offering box is there in the back, or if you are a digital giver, you can go to our website, www.lhcogfl.org, and give there. If you're a mailer, you can mail it. If, uh, if you're a PayPaler, you can PayPal it. If you're a givelifier, you can givelify it. Somebody was trying to zell me the other day. I have no idea what that is, but I'm going to figure it out. Whatever, whatever that is, I'm going to go find out because, you know, these days you got to just, you got to keep every door possible open. But I want to thank you for your support. I really do. I appreciate it so much. Last year was such a challenging year. Never seen anything like it. But the faithfulness of God's people, I, I gave God thanks for it every day, that your hearts were open, your generosity, your love, your desire to keep the lights on here. It's not much, but it's all we got. And I know you love this building. You want to keep it here and keep it uh, well-maintained, and you want to keep this ministry going, keep the word being preached, and keep the hope of Christ here in this community. I, I had a chance to just spend some time in the community over the last few weeks and 
man, it's so, it's just so overwhelming just to drive up and down these streets to see all these people, homes and families and children and, and just to know that, uh, and I'm not taking a shot at any other of the churches here. I'm, everybody's on board. Everybody's on mission. But the field is so white for the harvest. Yeah. It's so white for the harvest. Just right around us. Yeah. Broward County. I think somebody was telling me, even in the midst of all that went on last year, Broward County added somewhere, I, I forget the exact number, but it was somewhere in the high hundreds of thousands of residents. You know, I, I just, I, I marvel. Um, we, we're falling behind. You know, they're, they're coming in faster than we can, we can even get to them with the gospel of Christ. So thank you for your support, your generosity. God bless you for that. We're going to open our Bibles this morning back to the passage Sister uh, Walcott read earlier, Romans chapter 8. While you're doing that, I'm going to remind you to be on the prayer call this afternoon and let you know that Bible study is back this Wednesday night, 745, and we will be returning to in-person Bible study as well as uh, on the audio service line. So you now have a choice. If you are the face-to-face type and want to come out and pepper me with a bunch of questions in person, you're welcome now to do that. We will observe all the protocols we observe on Sunday mornings. Uh, but if you're still, if, you're, if the work schedule is such, or you still have concerns about going out during the week, you can still call on the audio service line and participate that way. So now we have two ways to be part of our Bible study. And I, I really prayed about this. I was struggling with this, to do this or not. But I tell you, I, I really believe there is, uh, and this is not in any way to try to take away from anything we've done in the past, but I just think there's something about when the body physically comes together that cannot be duplicated any other way. There's always... You can you can have a great time over the phone with people. You can have a great time on Skype or Facebook and really, really have a good time. But I, I, I do believe there is an added dimension that is uh, uh, an enhancement, and, and it's something that adds value when we can be physically in one another's present, uh, presence, albeit at a proper social distance. So... I wanted to give you that option again on Wednesday nights. I will let the prayer force use their own discretion as to how they want to continue in 2021. But in terms of our Bible study and our morning worship, we will go both uh, on the audio service line and in person. Amen. All right, Romans chapter 8. Did I miss any announcements? I feel like I'm forgetting something. But that could just be being old and tired and not always aware of what I can remember or not. All right. Wednesday, 12 o'clock. Yes, I knew I was forgetting something. My goodness. And there he is just staring at me right there. Those two eyes piercing my soul. All right. Wednesdays at 12 o'clock, Reverend Foga is uh, online. The same number for all of it, 701-801-6266. He is on the audio service line to take your live 
prayer requests, to pray with you, or to pray for you. So if you have special need, someone you want to uh, remember, uh, you can call in at 12, from 12 to 1 o'clock Wednesdays, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Wednesdays. Don't call him at midnight, although I'm sure he would probably answer and pray for you then. I'm sure he'd prefer you call him at 12 p.m. Uh, and through that hour, he'll be praying the folks thing. And I, I do thank Reverend Fogler for doing this for us. And I know it's been a blessing to those who have called in. Amen. Romans 8.31 says, What shall we say to these things if God is for us? Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also risen and is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress, persecution or famine, nakedness, peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Father God, we give thanks for your word this morning. We thank you for the revelation of the mind and heart of God, the inspiration to the prophets and the apostles, the preservation, even though many tried to corrupt and destroy. We thank you for the opportunity today to read it in a language we can comprehend and understand. We thank you for the power of the word of God and the presence of the word of God, giving testimony bending us, shaping us, molding us, making us. Let the word of God take root. Let it bear fruit. We ask it in Jesus' name. The church agrees. Amen. As I said earlier, I have no clue what 2021 will bring in your life or in mine. I, I, I have retired my prophet shingle. I, 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 well, I never had one. I've never been a prophet. I, I, I marvel. I, I was at, you know, visiting with another church not that long ago, and uh, to, uh, the pastor of that church uh, stood up and, and, and was just making the announcements, so like, just like that whole commercial I just went through with you, all the, all the announcements. And he says, yes, we're going to have Sunday School Sunday, and we're going to have this on Tuesday, and we're going to have this on Thursday. And then he said, then this... This Saturday night, we're going to have a special service of prophecy. And come and prophesy, and I'll prophesy over you. And I thought, well, I, you know, and I give all benefit of the doubt. I give all, all I'm sure I did, maybe I did not understand it the way he meant it to be understood. But I thought, my God, I didn't know you could schedule a, a prophecy like that. I always thought it was as the Spirit wills, but apparently 
you can you can just put it on the calendar these days. And 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 I tell you, I I, I love the brother and I love the church, and I'm not. I don't want to speak against any of God's servants, and I do pray God will speak to His people. If, if that's what they do, I hope that God shows up and speaks to them and, and gives them comfort and gives them, gives them word. But uh, I, I tell you, I, the, the longer I, I do this thing, the less I seem to know about it, because I really couldn't even begin to guess. If I've stood here, when I stood here a year ago, and, and I tried to remember what I preached on the first Sunday of 2020, but it, it escaped me. I'm sure it was some clever sermon about vision and, and, and all of those things. But I, I, I could not have even guessed. I couldn't have even guessed what 2020 was actually going to be like. I, 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 I didn't hear very many prophecies in January of last year about coronavirus or Black Lives Matter or or political insurrections, or or oh, fire, whatever, fire tornadoes in California. Who had that one on the list? Who who had fire tornadoes? That that phrase kept me awake at nights for days. I don't even know what to do with a fire tornado. I I I, I remember a science fiction movie I saw oh many years ago about a shark tornado, and I thought, well, that's got to be next, right? I mean, it's just got to be some, it felt, there were times last year where it felt like we were living in an alternate universe, where we felt like we were in one of these science fiction stories, a Star Trek or a Star Wars, where just these incredible things would happen. And I look back over that year, and I took time like many of you do this time of year, you know, the, the great thing about New Year's is looking back and looking forward, right? We, we have the chance to look back and kind of evaluate what lessons do we take away from 2020. And the, the only lesson that I really could honestly say that I took away from 2020 is you never know what's going to happen. Life is very uncertain. It's unpredictable. But I can say with some degree of certainty while the specifics may not be clear, we do know that there will be some battles and some trials and some tribulations waiting for us in 2021. As much as we take comfort, and we will get to the comfort in just a moment, the thing that worries me a little bit, or not worries me, but the thing that we might consider is that Paul makes no promise of immunity. The first thing that jumps out, he makes no promise of immunity. I know we're all excited about this vaccine, and I pray it goes well. I know I've told you before, I'm not anti-vaccine. I, I vaccinated my children. I, 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 I took vaccines when I was a child. I'm not against it in any way form. I, I thank God for the knowledge that he gives to human beings, the wisdom, the understanding of medicines, and the understanding of the natural world that, that enables us to, uh, uh, to, to help bodies heal and to prevent bodies from becoming sick in the first place. I, I think that's a gift of God. I really do. I think I, I, I'm, I, I give God credit. I give him glory for those things. Now, it, tr- it may be very well true. Some may attempt to pervert it to some other purpose, but that's the nature of sin, and that's the nature of the devil, and that's how that works. But I truly believe in all of my, with all of my heart. I pray. I pray that this vaccine is effective and safe. And he's able to save lives and keep families from suffering what so many families suffered in 2020. The losses were great. 
in my own family. I, 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 I've mentioned I had several family members who passed away from COVID-related illnesses. I had friends, colleagues in ministry who passed away. And, 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 and I tell you, it's, it's a, what, what, however anything, however it comes, whatever it comes, that kind of loss is, is really difficult to deal with and struggle. And, and I'm glad to be able to say today that if it was not for God, I don't know how many of us would even make it through the trials and tribulations that life brings. And, and what 2020 brought, 2021 will bring more up. There will be more things happening economically, socially, politically, and, and, and in the realm of health. And, and that's just part of the deal. Notice the list he gives. Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. May, 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 may I be so bold as to add pandemic. Maybe I said civil unrest, political instability, economic uncertainty, unemployment, you know, problems with our children. Problems in our homes, problems in our marriages, problems with our with, with every aspect of life. He who lives in this world shall suffer tribulation. Amen? It's part of the deal. And you say, well, Pastor, I thought well, I came here this morning to hear a very positive message. Just stick with me because it gets better from here. There is no promise of immunity. There is no word, despite what the prosperity teachers would try to tell you. There is no way to avoid the common temptations and trials of life. They're part of the deal of being human. They're part of the fall, the curse, and cursed is the ground, the Scripture says, and, and, and whatever these, these illnesses are, they're part of that corruption. They're part of that decay. They're part of a world that is dying and fading away. And as long as we are in this body, we will be affected by that world. Flesh is flesh and spirit is spirit. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. We have great and precious, exceedingly great and precious promises. And I look forward with great anticipation to the fulfillment of every one of those promises. With this much I know, this body, in this flesh, I cannot go from here to there. I must be changed. God promises such a change, and I believe it's very possible in 2021 we might see that change. We might hear the trumpet sound. The dead in Christ might rise first. And we who are alive and remain be transformed, be changed, and to go with them there. I pray, God, that this is that year. But if God sees fit to tarry for another 12 months, there is no doubt that all of these things will affect us and others around us. And yet this is not the focus of the passage. The focus of the passage, and what can, and what can I say to you this morning? What, he says, what shall we say? What can we truly depend on? What can you count on with 100% certainty in 2021? What is ironclad? What is guaranteed? What is secure? What is stable? What foundation can you build on? You can build on this. God is for you. God is for you. I must say it again. God is for us. God is on our side. 
I know sometimes we feel differently about that. We get caught up in our feelings. We get caught up in our emotions. And we feel like God is distant from us. Or, or God is angry with us. Or, or God is... And, and it is very true. The Lord, the Bible does say the Lord chastens whom He loves. Amen. God will discipline us from time to time if He sees us going a little to the left or a little to the right. But that is a very different thing than God being against you. God is for you. God is standing between you and all of the forces of hell and death in the grave. And he is telling death, hell, and the grave that you belong to him. God is for us. I know some people, uh, uh, you know, they try to build their lives by making the right connections. They want the right group of people in their life. They, they want to have people in high and influential places. Lobbyists spend billions of dollars every year to gain the ears of the Bidens and the Trumps and the, and the governors and the mayors and the senators and all of these. They spend billions of dollars every year to have an audience to, to be able to at one point in time call in a favor or two. I know neither one. I don't know Trump. I don't know Biden. I don't know the governor, and I don't know the mayor, and I don't know anyone of any real importance in politics. But I know the King of Kings, and I know the Lord of Lords, and I know that he is on my side, and that he has ruled in my favor. You do not have to doubt the favor of God. Pastor, you don't understand. And there's been so much, yes, and I, I, and I know this is going to sound strange to your ears to hear it this way. And maybe I, and maybe I should preface this a little way. You know, I, I look back over the journey that I've been on over this last year, and, and uh, just on a personal level, it has been as difficult as anything I can ever remember in my life. I am not equipped mentally, socially, technologically, digitally, to be an online pastor. I do not have that skill set. I fail miserably in the technological departments. I can't figure out Facebook. I really, you say, well, Pastor, you just got to, don't tell me what I got to do. I try to do those things, and they don't work for me like they work for you. All right? There's something about the electrical makeup of my body. And the way I'm wired, somebody says, well, you can just do church online. No, I can't. Maybe you can. Maybe you are one of those people that is fully, completely, and totally satisfied with watching a screen and calling that your church. I am not. Amen. I need the fellowship. I need the body. I need the physical presence of God's people. I need the, the social. I, I, I am so socially deprived. I am such a social uh, uh, idiot. I Maybe mean, that's not the right word to use, but but you know, for me, this 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 is my family. This is this is everything to me. You are my family. You are my. You know, I, I love I love my Lord Jesus. But the Lord Jesus, to me, one of the ways He expresses His love and care and fellowship with me is through His people. Amen. Amen. You are truly to me the body of Christ. When I go looking for Jesus, I look for you. And so being deprived of that for so long this year, I suffered. I suffered mentally. I suffered spiritually. 
I suffered physically. I don't remember a year where I've had so much pain in my body. And I don't think that's just because I'm old now. Okay. All right. 50% of it is I'm old. All right. It's a factor. I can't deny it's a factor. But I know that the spiritual and mental stress I've been under was also a big factor. You, you, You cannot separate the spirit and the body that way. When your spirit is struggling, your body will struggle along with it. And and that's been a reality for me. Hallelujah. I think my wife was the only reason I didn't lose my mind this year, my family at home, because I'm not equipped. I can tell you, and I speak, you know, I'm always transparent with you. Probably you wish I would be a little less transparent sometimes. I know it shakes your confidence, but I just want you to know your pastor is a real human being. Is that okay? I mean, there were times this year I just said, Lord, you've got, you got, you know, I, 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 maybe I should quit. Maybe it's time for the, for someone else to come in and who knows how to do this stuff. You know, bring some young kid out of fresh out of lead, bring them here and, and they know how to do all this online and zoom and, and, and all that stuff and let them take it over. And I'll just go, you know, I'll just retire out to pasture somewhere and, 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 you know, raise chickens or goats, you know, preach to the goats. Because I could, I could, I could, I could do that. I could preach to the goats and, and I'll be all right. You know, and, and those were, and listen, I don't want to over exaggerate. Those were brief moments. Those were just very temporary moments of, of insanity wedged in the middle of the year. But it was a struggle and it still is. It still is. You don't know how disheartening it is to walk in this building. And notice, yes, oh, God, thank you for the beautiful faces and the people who are here today. But you would have to have a pastor's heart to understand this. You notice the ones who aren't more than you notice the ones who are. And it's no shot. It's no, it's no diminishment for you. It's really not. You're such an encouragement to me. You're just coming out like this. It's such a, a, an uplift to my spirit, but in my pastor's heart, it's always the, the ones that I know should be in that pew and should be sitting there who aren't there that you always carry with you. And that's a struggle, and, and I'm not trying to make you feel sorry. Don't ever feel sorry for me. God's blessed me, and God's taken care of me, and God's been so good to me. But I just want you to understand that the struggles we face are real, and they're not just out there, a lot of times they're in our hearts, they're in our minds, they're in our souls. They're in our I've had some dark nights of the soul where I've just wrestled with every imaginable, and I know what the enemy's up to. I understand his strategies. I'm not ignorant of his devices. You know, he, 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 he specializes in discouragement. He specializes in depression. He specializes in getting you to get, I mean, he, he, he's all about that. He will throw everything at you. But I tell you this, in addition to those incredible struggles and battles that we all fought, not me alone, we all fought them, there were some moments where I just felt the love of God come and wrap its arms around me and hold me close and say, child, you're going to be okay. You're going to be. And I can't even explain it logically. 
I can't even explain it. If I show you the church books, you'll say, oh, we're not going to be okay. If I show you the condition of the oh, we're not going to be. If I show you what the county wants us to do and what they're going to charge us to do, you'd say, oh, we're not going to be. But so many times when I was just about God and you know, we can't do this, he would just come, that love of God, that indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And he, he would just wrap his arms around. And he would, well, I tell you, I would love it if he would just lay it out for me step by step by step. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, but he doesn't do that for me. If he does that for you, count that a blessing. God never tells me what's next. I've, I've had very, I told you, my prophecy shingle in the trash can. I, I have very rarely in my life has God shown me anything on the moment I'm in. I've had it every once in a while. I mean, when I say once in a while, once every 10 years, he'll give me a dream about something that will come to pass in, in a few days or weeks or whatever. But that is so rare, I can't even count on that. Most of the time, it's just close my eyes, grab hold of his hand, and say, you've got to lead me one more step. You've got to take me one more step. I don't know what I'm doing, God. Does anybody else feel like you don't know what you're doing? You just don't know what you're doing. I feel like that every day. Every day I go to work. I go to work. And, and, and I don't even want, I can't even, I, it would be impossible to describe to you what work was like in 2020. Coronavirus just changed all the rules about everything. And, I, and, and, I, and people would come to me every day expecting answers. What are we doing? What's going to happen? What's going to go? I, I, I don't know. But we got this here today, so we're going to deal with this. And that's all it was. It was very much. 2020 was, was nothing else. It was a day-by-day thing. Sufficient for the day was the evil in it. Amen. Hallelujah. I didn't have time to think about next week, next month, next year. I had to, I, it took every physical, mental, social, and economic resource I had to get through every single day. I would come home Friday night and, and, and Saturday, and I just would have nothing left. Utterly exhausted. Completely spent. Somehow God would pick me up. Somehow he would infuse me with, with something to give out on Sunday morning or to give out on Wednesday night. And I can tell you, there's a lot of times I stood in this pulpit, I had nothing. No physical strength, but God would help me. And I say that to you this morning because I want you to understand what it means to know that you can count on the love of God. You can truly depend on the love of God when you're at your breaking point. You can truly depend on the love of Christ when everything seems to be against you. How many of those days did you have? How many of those days where it seemed like the universe itself was conspiring against you? Where every possible thing that could go wrong would go wrong. And every possible bit of unsettling news that you could hear would come your way. Sometimes it felt like all of the forces of nature and hell and society had risen up against God and against God's people. And, I, and we were the only ones standing in its way. And yet, here we are. And yet, the love of God 
kept us, sustained us, and strengthened us. When I talk about you can depend, you can build your hope, your life around the concept that God is for you. This is what I'm talking about. I'm, and listen, for some, for some, maybe it does work out the way they, 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 they want it to. Maybe it's un, uh, untold riches and, 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 and un, unchecked prosperity. And, and maybe you rule and reign as a queen and a king on earth. And if that's so, God, praise God for it. But for me, for my house, and for most that I know, it's a daily struggle just to get from sunrise to sunset. Just to get through a day is a battle all of its own. And yet, the love of God, the sustaining love of God, makes us not only survivors, but actually makes us conquerors. It's not simply about getting through. It's about rising above. Not Again, without, I'm not talking about immunity. I'm talking about in the midst of the storm, going through the battle. You find that there's something in you which is greater than that which is coming against you. You find a reservoir of faith that you did not even know that you possessed. You find something coming upon you that feels very much like the coat and clothing of heaven. You find the presence of God coming alive in a real in a way that is so real and present. I tell you, church. I've lived for those moments of conquering. I live, there's been many a morning where I've gotten up and faced an un, un, un just, just, and, and forgive me the way I say it, a hell of a day. And I don't mean that in a curse way. I mean that I really feel like I'm battling hell today. And yet when I laid my head down that night, I could rest my head on that pillow knowing that not only had I endured, not only had I survived, but everything they threw at me, I threw back at them with twice the amount of force because I am not a survivor. I'm a conqueror. You will not dissuade me from falling. You can take from me. Yes, that has been loss. I know loss. You know loss. But nothing that we have really lost for Christ can ever be truly lost. You understand that, right? Jesus promised us that he who gives up a father, gives up a mother, gives up a child, gives up a partner, he who gives up a house, he who gives up land, he who gives up security in this life, these things are not truly lost to us. They will be restored not only restored, but multiplied 30 times, 60 times, 100 times over in this life and in the life to come. Our trials lead to triumphs. Our burdens lead to blessings. Our difficulties and our despair is opportunity for the love of Christ to be real to us in a way that it cannot be real to us in the midst of all of our comforts. When do you need the love of Christ the most? When all is going well? When life is easy? 
when it's one victory after another and one conquest after another? Oh, it's good to have the love of Christ then, but you don't lean on it. How many times have we reached a place of comfort? How many times have we reached a place of convenience? How many times have we reached a place where we just said, you know, things are okay right now. I don't really need God like I needed him before. Well, that's such a dangerous attitude to get into. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? But in the moment we're in today, and if 2020 helps us in any way, it helps us this. We have been reminded of how quickly things can decay, how quickly things can turn, how quickly the world can change on us. But God is for us. God is for us. What shall we say? We shall say, God is on our side. Well, Pastor, you know, sometimes I don't do exactly right when I don't, you know, I, I, I didn't handle this situation the way I should have or, or I failed God in this way. Let me, let me, can I just speak to you for a moment? You don't think I know what it means to fail God? I failed God. I'll put my failures up against yours any day and beat you twice on Sundays. I've come so short of the glory of God. I have messed so many things up from time to time. So many things I knew I should have done, but just didn't find the time or strength or will to go and do them. I know what it's like to be an imperfect person. Can I tell you something about that? And don't take this the wrong way. Don't take this the wrong way. There's only one person, only one person, only one. Hold up one finger. Hold up one finger. Hold up one finger. There's only one person in all of history who has the right and the authority to condemn you. And it's not you. Let him who is without sin cast the first stone. There's ever only been one of those. Right? Who is the only person who has the right, the authority to condemn us? The one who's never failed, right? The one who's never compromised. The one who's never been corrupted. The one who's never sinned. He and he alone is the only one who condemns. And can I tell you something here? You probably read it already. You've probably already seen the verse. Who is he who condemns us? It is Christ who died and rose again and is at the right hand of God. And what is he at the right hand of God doing? Condemning us? He's interceding on our behalf. The only one who can ever speak against us is speaking for us. Somebody praise God for that. You do not have the right to condemn yourself. You do not have the right or the authority to judge yourself. You do not have the right or the authority to declare yourself guilty of anything. There is only one who has that power. And he is your advocate. And he is your intercessor. And he is the one standing before the Father saying, Do not lay this sin to their charge. 
Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Whenever I get in one of those moods where all I want to do is condemn myself and beat myself up and tell myself what a worthless worm I truly am, oh, the Spirit of Christ rises up in me and says, you do not have the right, you do not have the authority, I have spoken on your behalf and you will not make me a liar. Somebody praise God. You don't have the right to make God a liar. You don't have the right to condemn yourself. No one can, oh, well, Satan, yeah, he's he's the big accuser, isn't he? He's the big liar. He's the one that loves to go around and point out the faults and the flaws and all the weaknesses and all the vulnerabilities. He loves to do all of that. But you know what? He has to go through Christ. He does not have the right to condemn. He's the chief of sinners. He's the murderer from the beginning. He's the thief of thieves and the liar of liars. Oh, I thank God today. Even when I'm in the midst of one of those moods, the love of Christ, the love of God, I can count on it. I can count on it to not let me get away with condemning myself. And I tell you what, if I don't have the right to condemn myself, do I have the right to condemn anyone else? I do not. I do not. This whole passage, this whole section begins with those great words. Eight, chapter, one, chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. God is for us. God is on our side. Let the world do its worst. Let 2021 do its worst. It will not break us. It will not separate us. It will not condemn us because we are in Christ. I don't want to leave you without giving you a blessing. Because as surely as we will face the battles and as surely as we will face the triumphs, trials, there will be triumphs. There will be blessings. If God is for you, if God's favor is with you, you cannot help but have good things come your way. All things, Paul says here, will work for your good. I know we put that to the test. We put that to the test quite a bit. I put that to the test quite a bit. God, I don't feel like this is for my good. I kind of feel like this isn't as good for me as you think it is. Amen. Come on, you're about the same as me, I think. Some things come your way and you're like, wait a minute, God, there's no way that helps me. There's no way that's good for me. Uh, Listen, I don't have time to go into the deep, deep theological, but here I just want to tell you this. Let me just tell you this. If you don't get it, if you don't understand it, trust God. I, I've learned that. I used when I when I was young and smart and handsome and 
fits and air, and I, boy, I was just full of myself, and I thought there was no mystery I could not solve, and there was no truth I could not discover, and I was going to take the word apart, uh, you know, jot by jot and tittle by tittle. I was, I was going to pull this thing apart, and I was going to be the master theologian of master theologians, and in heaven, Spurgeon would bow to me, and Wesley would bow to me, and Augustine would bow to me, and Aquinas would bow to me, and I got, you know, I, you know how you are when you're young. Some of you are still that way. I don't know what your excuse is. I had youth. I had youth to excuse me. Some of you are old and you still act like you know everything. You want to know what the mark of wisdom is? Knowing what you don't know. And realizing that you don't have to know to trust God. You don't have to know everything to trust God. You pray about it long enough. You think on it long enough. You ask God enough times. Eventually, he gives you an answer. But most of the time, it's not even an answer you can do much with, except, okay, thank you, Lord. But if you know that God is for you, and you know the love of God is with you, you can trust what God does in your life, even if you don't like it. So many times things have happened in my life, I don't like that God. That's not what I wanted to see happen there. That's not how I wanted that to go. God says, I know, and he comforts me. I've been angry with God for minutes at a time. But I tell you this, over time you learn. And there's some things that only come with time. You learn. You learn. God really is out there taking care of you. He really is looking out for you. I've learned that simply by learning this, and we'll close. You think life is tough with God on your side. You think life is tough with the love of Christ with you at all times. Try living without it for even one day. Try living without it. for You think you're struggling now. You think you're concerned about 2021 now. Try facing even one day without the favor and comfort of God. I'm the love of Christ with you. As a matter of fact, let me rephrase that. Do, don't try it. Don't try it. For you don't even know, you don't even know the things you don't know. You don't know what was headed your way. You don't know what plan or strategy of the enemy. You don't want to know what wickedness even in your own heart was leading you towards. That God intercepted and God intervened. And yes, it may not have been pleasant and it may have been difficult, but oh, it could have been, church, it could have been so much worse. We can count on the love of God. Would you stand with me this morning? How do we know that we can count on God's love? What assurance do I have, pastor, that God loves me? What can I hang my hat on? And rest safe and secure in the knowledge that God is for me. Here is your answer. He did not spare his own son, but gave him on your behalf. What greater evidence of the love of God? What greater proof do you require? Father, today we begin a new year. A new journey. Lord, we've never been this way before. We need you to help us. 
We need your guidance. We need your direction. We don't know whether to go this way or that way. We need your daily presence, the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire to go before us and lead us in the path of righteousness. Father, we've been through so much. We've endured so much. And yet we know there's still so much to come. What would we be? What would have become of us that had that been for your love, your grace, and your favor? It's too terrible to contemplate. So, God, today, I want to give you thanks. Thank you for getting us this far with the scars, with the bruises, but we're still here. Thank you for getting us this far, Lord. And thank you for the promise of being with us in the days to come. Father God, bless this people. Bless this church. Bless their going out. Bless their coming in. Bless their rising up. Bless their lying down. Bless the work of their hands and the words of their mouth. Bless the seeds that they cast in faith and in hope for a better day tomorrow. Bless their families. Bless their ministries. Bless their jobs. Oh, God, I pronounce and proclaim blessing upon the people of God. The favor of God be upon his people today and every day. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Would you come and share in the body and blood of our Savior today? What, what greater proof do we require? What greater evidence can God give to us of his love? While we were yet sinners, when we were walking in darkness, when we were, when we were rebels against God, he sent his son, gave him freely, gave him willingly, gave him lovingly, delivered him up for us. If he was willing to do this, is he not willing to do whatever it takes? Is there anything that God is not willing to do for us? Look at the evidence in your hand this morning. Look at this thin piece of bread, this wafer that represents the body of our Savior Jesus Christ. Think about for a moment. Think about it for a moment. His willingness to even clothe himself with this flesh. To put upon that unstained radiance of his glory. The filthy coat and covering of human flesh. My God, if he was willing to do that, what do you think he'd be willing to do for you today? As you take this body today, I want you to think about the love of God as it has been manifested to us through his son Jesus Christ, his death on the cross, but also I want you to think about the love of God as it is manifested to us in our day-to-day -day life. The roof over our head, the clothes in our closets, the food on our tables, the family, the friends, the church people, the fellowship. God's love is all around us.
God's love is all around us. Hallelujah. Praise the living God this morning. How great is his love. How great is his love that it extends to the forgiveness of every sin. Every failure, every weakness, every time we came up short, every sin of commission and every sin of omission, the things we did and the things we did not do, all under the blood of Jesus Christ. What kind of love is this? What kind of grace is this? What kind of love compels a man to die for those who are his enemies? Yes, there are some men who would die for their friends. Some even who would die for a good cause. But God commends his love toward us. And then when we were his enemies, he died for us. What kind of love? You can count on that kind of love. Father God, we bless this cup this morning. We thank you for the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the blood that cleanses, the blood that brings life, the blood that renews, the blood that heals, the blood that delivers us from the wrath to come, the blood that justifies us, sanctifies us, and makes us new creatures in Christ Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for leaving the glory of heaven. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the empty tomb. Thank you for giving your life that we might have life. We bless this cup today in Jesus' name. Amen. Take and drink. May the life of Christ be renewed in you today. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, bless God. Bless the living God today. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you so much. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How great your love is, O oh God. How great your love is for us, O oh God. Bless the living God today. From the bottom of my heart, God bless you. Happy New Year. May his blessings be with you throughout this year. I look forward to seeing you all the next appointed service. God bless you today. Greet each other. In Jesus' name. This has been a production of the Lighthouse Church of God. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed. You are welcome to join us for service every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. For more information or to support our ministry, visit our website at www.lhcogfl.org. Or if you're in the Broward County area, we would love for you to visit our church located at 1890 Southwest 31st Avenue, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33312. God bless you. Until next time, this is the Lighthouse Church of God, lighting the way through the storms of life.